Welcome to the Young News Podcast. Your host, John Phillips, on this Thursday, January 13th, 2022. Sharing with you my thoughts on current events. It's a solo edition here today. Um, just want to go over something. You know, as Omicron hits, you know, countries, and I think people have so far made uh, the interpretation that this is a sign of a very contagious but not very deadly variant. And I guess traditionally speaking, what people are saying is that as time goes on, there'll be more variants that are contagious but not deadly. Therefore, this might be coming to an end. Everyone crossing their fingers, hoping that that happens. I mean, there's a couple of questions that are going to be asked. Number one, are some of these policies that are put in place going to stay? That's a very basic, basic question that I think everyone's going to ask when things start to wind down. You know, when, when, when you go through something like we've gone through over the past, I guess now, 21 months, one of the things that's going to come up is, okay, we did a lot of things, okay? We did a lot of things over the past 21 months that we wouldn't normally do. What things stay, what things go. And it'll be interesting what parts of the country adapt certain things, or I should say what parts of the country keep certain things, and which parts of the country say, absolutely no, these are gone, see you later, sayonara. Um, That's a big question. A very big question, because if well the virus is gone, that would you would you would you would think so you would think in a normal society that mandates are meant to protect people during a virus time. The virus time is gone, therefore the mandates are gone. That would make somewhat sense in terms of the logic used when approaching this topic, but I am not so certain that. When the virus goes, the mandates go. I think the idea stays in certain parts of this country. And the idea is there is a problem. We need to make sure that we have this problem under control. The way that we will make sure that we have this problem under control is monitoring the people who live okay, in our part of society. If we can monitor them and we can have a control over some of the problems that we have defined, then we can deal with this problem in the future. That is something that I think a lot of people should be looking at. So the big question is, you know, do we go back? Do we go back to normal or somewhat normal? The other question is going to be is, what, what part of our society was exposed the most? Right? So... What part of our daily life that when the virus hit, we said, oh my gosh, we were vulnerable, we were weak, but we were blinded to this vulnerability and this weakness. And the virus was able to shine some light on this weakness. Now, everyone's going to have an opinion on this. Everyone's going to have a different take on this. I'm going to say that our... Our addiction to short-term pleasure um, is something that we have to look at. We were and are addicted to the fast, easy, cheap lifestyle. We want things now. When the virus hit, there were several things that people could have decided to do. For example, if you were part of the older generation in America, you could have said, look, if I decide to support policies that benefit me over the next five years or so, and my generation for the next five years or so, 
I have to understand that these policies may have major consequences for the younger generation. There's a trade-off. And the long term, right? Because younger people live longer than older people on average. And so when you saw the older people say, let's lock things down, and this wasn't everybody, but let's take precautions so that me and my age group has a better chance of living. And if that means kids have masks strapped on their faces, preventing oxygen from getting into their bloodstream, preventing them from having a body that is going to be activated um, at the level that it needs to be activated. And um, we're also going to do things like socially distance ourselves. We're also going to possibly uh, do things in which might lower their IQs. We might prevent young, young, young kids from seeing facial expressions and seeing lips move when words are spoken. But that's a long-term consequence. Right now, it's about the short-term. It's about me having access to the things that I want in retirement. So that's something to think about as well. So these are the two questions I think that you're going to have people ask as this thing winds down, if it actually does. And, and that is the fact that, A, what policies stay, what policies go? There are a lot of policies implemented over the past 20 months. What policies stay, what policies go? And the second question is, what weakness was exposed? And I'm saying that when it comes down to debt, when it comes down to uh, generations, prioritizing things over other things, I see this idea of let's live in the short term, not think about the long term. We're, everything we're doing right now, you could make an argument, might make sense short term. What is the long term effect of vaccines on young people? What is the long term effect of going into debt? What is the long term effect of strapping masks on kids? Long term needs to be considered. That's also the second question I think that needs to be posed. This is the Young News Podcast. I'll be back later this week.